With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yes, welcome back. And a little later, movie of the week with Liam Alexander is Star is Born. Uh, of course, it was, I think it was 1954, the Judy Garland, 1976, Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. But the latest one with uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Who doesn't love Lady Gaga? Isn't she wonderful? Is there anyone more talented on the planet at the moment than Lady Gaga? You're obviously a big fan. I, I love Lady you, Gaga. You pronounce her surname so well. I do. She just <laughs> rolls <laughs> off the tongue. Yeah, yeah. But do you, yeah, know, like, you know, you know, like she went was like really batshit crazy. Remember some of the outfits she'd wear on yep. red mm. carpets, and then she yes calmed yeah. the farm and. I really like her Same in normal. that movie, and us, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but I like her in the film because it's just, it's her. It's her, yeah. You know, yeah. It's not all the bullshit, like the see you stuff. It's just, I can see you. I know, you haven't got <laughs> <that's> me. <laughs> I can see you. What is doing with that? I know. That see you with that. Mate. No, it's it's but she doesn't want people yeah. to see her. Mm. It's art. Yeah. You don't want to see her to see her. See, he doesn't want people to see her face. Oh, okay. Because yeah, it's like right. it's the, it's like how Bono wears like the yes. the wraparound glasses, mm. so it's like a, yeah. a barrier between him and the outside. No, world. he came out and said it's because he's got an eye problem. He going, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, you have Bono. <laughs> uh, we'll take a uh, take oh. a break. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Webster. Nah. Beautiful, I'm out. <laughs> we'll take a step forward as far as taste. <laughs> Here is Webster. The competition's underway, but all the to and fro's, contractual negotiations, it doesn't cease. It's away. It's never been so hot. So just before the um, the Dolphins game last week, Joseph Sawali told the Roosters that he was uh, triggering his option for 2024. Mm-hmm. They've he's got so that's just one more year on his deal. Yep. But it has set up the mother of all contractual negotiations. Because both him and James Tedesco will be coming off contract mm. at the same time. Thereby, the Roosters have to make a decision. Joseph Sawali, James Tedesco. Well, last Maestro, night. have you got any music sort of there? To <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, but it's, I find it absolutely fascinating. One, the Roosters and Nick Politis are very, are so savvy that they never get wagged by managers, by player managers, and yeah. they hate it. They hate getting dictated to by managers, particularly a smart businessman like Nick. But they are now going to be in a situation where in their haste to get Sawali from the Rabbitohs and they agree to those get-out clauses every year of his deal, by doing so, they've now put themselves on a collision course where they're going to have to make a decision between the Australian captain Mm. or probably, you know, the best fullback coming through we've seen in some time in Joseph Sawali. You guys, tell me what should happen. Well, I said this to Fletch last night. Fletch was talking about it. I said, oh, it's, you know, it's a great signing, which it is. I said, righto, Fletch. If you can't keep both, I don't, you know, before Sawali signs, what do you do? Who do you, and he, he couldn't answer it. And I think eventually he came to Teddy. But, you know, Teddy's at that point of his career, which clubs just make a decision on. It's funny, the Roosters, like, 
yeah, I was talking to a um, a coach the other day, and he was saying that their their recruitment guy said, "Oh, listen, I'm thinking about making a play at a Roosters player, not Tedesco, it was another one that's sort of midway through his career." And the coach said, "Don't please don't do it because they'll turn around." to spite us and take out one of our best players. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> that's what they're like. It's, it's fear. It's, uh, it's an interesting situation uh, because, what's, first of all, Webby, something funny. So I read that article and I'm mm. sitting there going, this is utter nonsense. There is no way that the Roosters and Teddy are offside. And then I looked at the name. I was like, oh, it's Webby. It's, this must be I, – mm. I trust you. Obviously, I trust you. So I, I agree it's uh, – I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying that's how mm. – that's the reaction I, know, I had to it. I'm not saying it. they're – not so much offside, but they're, they're, they have grown – they're not happy with his management asking for a contract upgrade as they have in the last yeah. few years. Like, mm. he's, he's off, got two to go, and it didn't go down particularly well that the, he was asking for – um, or not Teddy, his management were asking for an upgrade because he's well paid and he's, they, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's loved by the club. Yeah. yeah so they, they just didn't like getting, they just don't like getting bullied by managers. Yeah. And that's and, where the tension is. And to, that's to my point. Like it's, it's quite, as you said, with the music and everything, it is dramatic. We're talking about a guy at the top of his game, not, mm. you know, and there's no disrespect to Mitchell Pierce, but he was towards the end and, mm. you know, it wasn't really working. We're talking about Teddy here who still is usually the best player on Origin Field, still is the best player in nearly every big game. I personally think if I had to make a call, I would go Teddy for culture in the sense of what message does that send that you would move on Tedesco, the captain of your club, to keep a young, unproven, like Suli, and we all agree he's going to be incredible. Yep. But there's one thing of going to be incredible and there's one thing that is incredible. Exactly. Yeah. Two different things. And the other one too, Denon, is the fact that I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Suli's only doing... 12 months at a time. Yes. So imagine going, <clears throat> look, James, this is what the situation is. You know, we're going to move you on. All of a sudden, he signs at the Tigers. And then as he signs, he goes, <clears throat> you know what? After this term, I'm going to go to rugby union mm. to, to play in the World Cup. I actually think it comes down to Joseph, whether he is prepared and how much he wants to be at the Roosters and stay there. I don't think the Roos- I don't think the Roosters will just let him go year on year after this one. I just don't, uh, at the end of next year. Because it's just too... He'll be forced to commit long-term. If that's they're gonna, what they want. Yeah. They, they were actually... They were really confident. This is why I'm surprised that it, it's gone the way that it has because they were actually really confident of securing Sawali long-term. Mm. But as long as Rugby Union's there and as long as there's a, a Lions tour in 2025 yeah. and there's a World Cup here in 2027, that carrot's going to be there for Sawali. I suppose it's up to Sawali to say what he wants to do yeah. and whether he's going to go, well, you know, I'll bide my time under Teddy. He'll be finished... Like he'll be, he's almost thirty two now, I think. Yeah. Like he'll be thirty three, thirty four by the end of his contract. Like, mm. is he going to bide his time for maybe another year while t- Teddy yeah. sails off into the sunset? There's also lots of talk about Teddy going back to the Tigers. Wow. Mm. Okay, so if they've offered, they offered Mitch, uh, um, Mitchell Moses one point four, mm. five years. Yeah. Right. Up. Well, they should offer if that's the case. If yes. that's a go, I'd give him two million. <laughs> yeah. Well, Moses. You, I think he's that that far ahead of Mitchell in terms of. His importance to the yeah. to a team. Okay, talking about importance to a team. David Fafita, we got a uh, a message to Gordy last night. Dave Fafita, who's had who's had consistency issues, and mm. you know, getting the best out of him has just you know plays round one plays outstanding alongside Kieran Foran, but now he's been given resigned deal eight hundred to eight fifty. Thoughts on that, Webby? <laughs> How often does a player take a pay cut to stay? Yeah, I can't remember the last time. Notwithstanding older players at the end of their careers, but when was the last time a player of his age and his superstardom, alleged superstardom, 
took a pay cut of that size to stay. Yeah, I think it shows. I think it shows. Says a lot about him, doesn't it? I think it says a lot about him. Just saying, I think I owe the club here. Yeah, and you know the people who own the club, the Kelly family and the Frizzles, they actually treat their players. Sometimes I think they treat their players almost. I don't want to sound like barbaric here, but too well they they treat all their players like their children. They 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 love them, and sometimes I think sometimes players take the piss a little (laughs) bit. Yeah, whereas, but I think David, fair play to him, he's looked and gone. I have underperformed. I owe it to them. Mm. I think, you know, and we were talking about this last night, you know, if I had any advice, you know, he's not going to take advice of me, but if I had any advice for him, I'd say, David, David, if I'm coaching, you know what, mate? I don't expect or I don't need eight and a half out of ten every week. I'll tell you what, though, mate, I just want to see you busting your ass. Mm. Right? You can get out there, you can drop three or four balls in the game, you have a stinker, miss cup tackle, but if I see you sweating and busting your ass, you know what, that's enough for me. Mm. Because you just know with, with that young bloke that if he gets out there and does that, that eight times out of ten he's going to put in a stormer. Didn't he, improve, didn't he look far better with an experienced half? Kieran, Kieran Foran. Someone who'll really straighten up. Yeah. You watch that, you know, if you go back and have a look at that, there's that real, I always say about playmakers, they, they should straighten, but the really good playmakers do what you call a double slant. They just slant in, then they go slant in even a little bit more to really accentuate. And what he opened for feet, you see him straighten and then really straighten. And, you know, Kieran, it's a, it's a shame that he got himself injured, but I, I believe there's nothing serious. But um, I remember Kieran years ago when he was a young player. Uh, they played against the Gold Coast for Manly one day, ironically. Anyway, Kieran took the ball up and marking him as the third defender from the edge, who the, who's most times the target defender the playmaker's trying to get to, was Semi Takatusi, who can dead set. If he hits you, your you people, you know, your, your father's watching the stands, he gets concussed. Anyway, <laughs> so Kieran's gone up and he's played beautifully as he does, 90 degrees to him and straight. And as he's given the ball, Tagatusi's <laughs> jammed him right, right in, right in the middle of the chest, right in the sternum. And Kieran's dragged himself up. Kieran did that another seven or eight times through the game. Mm. Just took that lick for the sake of, creating something for his outside man. Oh, Foz, I love watching Kieran Foran play. Seriously, mm. a real throwback player. Real throwback. Like, so, so, almost too tough for his own good. What's interesting about Fafida, if you, it's going to sound almost, um, I guess, counterintuitive, but if you look at his stats and he has 200 metres with two tackle breaks, that shows to me that he's straightening up. You know, because if he's got 100 metres with 11 tackle breaks, what's that? He's, he's crabbing along the field. Mm. And that's what I loved about his last, th- I think it's three games he's played, at, at most, uh, minimum two. They've been really straight. And I was actually calling last year to put him in the front row just to get him the ball and just run straight. Yeah. But so he's, I've had to play him in that, that Isaiah role. Just get him in yeah. the middle there and just say, mate, I need his, your goal for this game is 15 hit-ups. Mm. That's it. That's your only goal. Literally your only it's goal. Interesting you say that there. And people will be listening going, Front row. I, I remember at Wigan, Andy Farrell was a great English player who I played with, mm. Faz. Faz had a lot taller and had a different physique to Foz. But for him, for, for Andy, they could never get the best out of Andy. And was like, Andy was like a lock forward who was trying to play 5'8", and sometimes he would play 6. The best football Andy ever played was they put him in the front row and he had no choice but to play straight. Mm. And it was, it was really, I won't say the making of him because he's three quarters of the way through his career, but that brought out his best football. He's a good player, Andy Farrell. Yeah, he was. No, he's a real, yeah. 
Doing, doing great Ball things Ball of muscle. Now. Doing great things now in rugby union, like coaching the Irish side. All right. Yeah, he left Webby. He, he left rugby league and went to Saracens. Eddie Jones got him to Saracens. That's right. Went there, and he and Owen were playing together for a little stint, his son. Uh, did quite well, but got injuries. And But Eddie Jones kept him in union doing a bit of coaching, and now – Bugger me, he's coaching the Irish side who are just booming. As a little aside to all this contract talk, do you know how many, you know, you know, rugby league players, they give their managers 7%, 6 to 7%. 7? Seven? I gave mine 30. <laughs> Holy shit. 6 to 7%. Oh, you know what they do in the AFL? It's 4%. they got a much stronger player than you know. They do, they yeah. do. Yeah, wow. 4%. 4%. Mate, well, I... Some of our men are just beaver of yard. Oh, come on, Webby. Knock it off, champion. Do you see how hard I work? That was like a buzz beaver sort of thing. <laughs> we'll take a break after the break. Tim Zoo versus Tony Harrison.